It's Tuesday, September 15, 2009. For the first time in 18 months, we're actually seeing growth in American manufacturing instead of decline. Good news for the U.S. auto industry? Obama says yes. Good news for mountaintop removal opponents? The EPA says yes. Good news for fans of clean water? The New York Times says no. Oh well, two out of three ain't bad. Here now, another six-minute episode in the continuing saga of the fight to save your environment. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this is your Green News Report. You can't win them all, Desi, but we've got uh, some good news, some bad news today. Uh, President Obama was in Ohio today with a bit of a pep talk at a GM plant in Lordstown this morning as part of a swing for the Midwest to talk about jobs and the economy and to announce new mileage standards. We're fighting for an America where clean energy generates green jobs that can't be outsourced, that help us free ourselves from our grip of foreign oil, jobs that make sure the cars of the future and the technologies like the new batteries that power them are made right here in the United States of America. The Lordstown plant reinstated 150 workers on Monday and will add 1,000 more in coming months to meet demand for fuel-efficient cars that sold very well under the summer's Cash for Clunkers program. The president defended efforts to save the U.S. auto industry and promised that new, stricter federal mileage standards will end, quote, uncertain and conflicting fuel economy standards. Contrast that with a new lawsuit filed in federal court by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and the National Automobile Dealers Association to block the EPA and California from setting vehicle emission standards that would also boost mileage standards. These guys are still fighting uh, boosted mileage standards? Not the auto companies. That was part of the agreement with the bailout. This but the is U.S. The Chamber of Dealers. Commerce and the National Dealers Association. Yes, those are the ones that are fighting that. And they don't get the fact that because their cars did not have good fuel efficiency, that has really knocked them out of the box. They're arguing that this is a precedent that would allow states to address what should be a federal issue, a national issue of global warming. They want this dealt with at the federal level rather than the state level? Yeah, that's the argument they're making. A major announcement from the Environmental Protection Agency may signal a shift in the administration's approach to the destructive coal mining technique known as mountaintop removal. Mountaintop removal is just that, blasting off the top of a mountain to get at the coal inside, dumping the debris into valleys and streams because it's cheaper than hauling it away. During the Bush administration, the Army Corps of Engineers accelerated approvals for the technique and effectively removed protections established by the Reagan administration intended to protect streams used for drinking water. The Obama administration's EPA has announced this week it is holding up 79 new permit requests saying all the cases would result in violations of the Clean Water Act. Environmental advocates applaud the move, but say it's only a first step. The permits could ultimately still be approved by the Corps of Engineers. But this is a, a, actually a great piece of news. These guys yes. out in West Virginia have been fighting like hell to keep them from blowing the top off these mountains. I want to give credit to our friend Bob Kincaid over on the Head On Radio Network. Uh, he's been joining in this fight, and it's gotten ugly, heated at times. But the activists out there in West Virginia seem to be uh, getting the upper hand, at least, for the moment, with this decision from the EPA. A great victory there. A new study from the New York Times suggests that Clean Water Act violations are far more widespread than previously known. An estimated 500,000 violations in the last five years alone. How many? 500,000 violations from manufacturing and the chemical industry, but few regulations were enforced and few of the polluters were ever punished. This was under the Bush administration? This was uh, in the last five years, so it includes also the first nine months of the Obama administration as well. 
The study estimates 19 million Americans every year contract illnesses from drinking water contaminated with pathogens, and that's not including chemical contamination. The violations range from failing to report toxic spills to industrial dumping of toxins into water at concentrations believed to cause birth defects and cancer, among other negative health effects. The Times research shows that 40% of the nation's community water systems violated the Safe Water Act at least once every year. The Times review of records shows the EPA often declined to enforce regulations and in some cases even prevented states from enforcing state clean water laws under threat of losing federal funding. Do I have these numbers right? 500,000 violations, 19 million Americans contract uh, some sort of illness from the water each year, and 40% of the community water supplies have problems? Have at least one violation over the last year. Yes, that is correct. Incredible. The EPA's new administrator, Lisa Jackson, has pledged to step up Clean Water Act enforcement efforts in the Obama administration. It's a fascinating study with some wide-ranging implications. You can find it on our blog at greennews.bradblog.com. Do you think they're going to be turning this around? Do you have confidence in Lisa Jackson? Yes, the EPA is actually trying very hard, it seems, to approach the Clean Water Act violations and Clean Air Act violations using both the legal framework and the regulatory framework that's already in place. Mm. They say they need more money for enforcement, however. Finally, processed food manufacturers have teamed up with Tufts University's food program and launching a new food label called Smart Choices. But their idea of Smart Choices includes Fruit Loops, other sugary cereals, and mayonnaise. The head of the Tufts University program says the labeling is to help consumers differentiate between good for you and better for you. They defended their approach, saying it avoids negative labeling that makes consumers feel bad. And they also said, because these Fruit Loops are better than other things parents could choose for their children. As one food columnists put it, by that reasoning, that means Fruit Loops alone would be better for you than a bowl of sugar combined with a punch in the face. Oh, good Lord. I am cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Read about that and much more at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report.